0: Hi guys, Paul from the innovation community here. Today I'm with Shadi Hussein who is the senior business intelligence manager at Ferrara Candy Company. Great to have you with us.
1: Thank you, Paul, for inviting me back.
0: Just tell us a bit about yourself, uh for maybe people who haven't heard of you to start with.
1: Sure. So my my journey to my current position, you know, took a couple of you know spins here and there but uh, I am an accountant by trade um, and I started my career in the audit industry and I found that the audit world had a huge passion within the local world um, and I found my niche within a data realm and understanding what data could mean from auditing how we can use data to help auditors and, and so then you know that's where my journey started to understanding how data can help the business not just audit and accounting world, but more of the business in general, right? At a, at a very high level, how can data help people make better business decisions? That's really what data and BI is really meant for. Uh, so, you know, over the course of the past few years, i found myself in a role where I was able to really work with the business and, and understand what their mission and strategy is. Not just be the guy who gives them reports, but be in the weeds understanding why. Why do you need this data? What could data can help you? Let's brainstorm, understand other ways we can help you through data. Uh, and that's what I want my team to think of You know, when they work with these users is not worrying about, can I give you this report? Or here's a specific data set that you wanted, but what do you want this for? You know, let's understand the strategic goals you're trying to achieve and make sure that we could give you the right data at the right time with the right tools.
0: So how did you make the switch from accounting to BI? Uh,
1: so within the audit world, and I'll never forget this specific day, it was my second day out of college, and I was working with a colleague of mine who was training me at a job. He showed me a tool called ACL, which if people are not familiar with, this is kind of the analytical tool a lot of auditors used and it allowed them to do automated testing, automated analytics and so on. Second day he showed me this tool and I was flabbergasted. I was shocked, I'm like, this tool is so cool. Um, it was very basic. It wasn't, you know, nothing complicated. This was 15 years ago. So, you know, no, no fancy stuff going on, just a basic tool that does a couple of joins, you know, it, it just has scripting against stuff. And I told myself, this is it. You know, I'm a second day job. I knew what I wanted to do but how do I make the transition? Or how do I go from what I was used to doing auditing to learning the IT world of data, learning basic SQL and just understanding what data meant. So over the course of the next 45 years, I ingrained myself with the IT department. I ingrained myself with the data department and I told my colleagues, let me be your data guy. Let me be a data guru. If you need help with data, if you need help understanding how to extract data, let me be that person. Uh, so, you know, I kind of forced it upon myself to make sure that if that's where I don't want to go, I have to carve out the path myself, right? There's no one is going to tell me here, shoddy, take these classes here, shoddy, you do this, you know, you're going to have to do it yourself. So I made my, I made sure that I learn and apply what I'm learning to my current job because data is tool or is role agnostic. It doesn't matter what role you're in, doesn't matter that you're in data is going to play a huge part in it. So I made sure to tell myself, how do I learn what I really want to know and what I want to do and apply to my current role. Uh, And with, again, with auditing and auditing, financial auditing, IT auditing, they're all data heavy, data rich. So it was a good transition for me to learn how to apply to my current role and eventually get to where I am right now.
0: And how have you seen that role change from the, you know, the very basic dashboard and then right up to to where you are now? How has the, the role evolved over time?
1: It went from IT specific, hey, IT, we need help. Um, again, when I used to be an auditor, everything we used to do had to go through IT. We needed this data, we needed this report, we needed something, we need, we need, we need. IT help us, IT help us, IT help us. 15 years later, IT's reliance has dramatically gone down. And it now we have this birther of the IT or business data, citizenship right we want to have citizen data we want to have people understand what they need and go get them yourselves right we want to make sure it is giving you the governance giving you the structure kind of the, the, the boundaries to make sure that you know you don't mess up the system take down production but at the same time people these days are a lot lot brighter and much more technical savvy than they were 15 years ago and it's going to keep going that route so how do we bridge the gap of having folks on the business doing what they need to do and having us being that kind of governor and that barrier between success and potential failure? Because, you know, as we all know, resources are limited. So if they continue relying on IT, they're not going to get what they need within a time frame that they're expecting. So that 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 gap has to get smaller and smaller. How do we bridge that gap? How do we make sure that we work together uh, and efficiently and smarter?
0: So how is Ferrara really developing the, the, the internal data
1: citizenship there? Uh, so we've had this this motto called there is no ceiling at Ferrara. You go as far as you want from a technical perspective. We're only going to provide you, again, boundaries. You know, you know, as we like to say, we are the governors of our own area. I own BI, so I'm the governor of, of BI, and I have rules and structure. How do you work in my area? Folks govern SharePoint. They could govern any other technical uh, tools we have. And if the user wants to work in our field, we are absolutely, will support that, we'll give them the training, we'll give them support that they need, with again, rules, right? You can't just give everyone the keys to the castle, otherwise, you know, there'll be a wild wild west. So how do we control that? How do we make sure that people follow the rules, that they get what they need without, you know, at the end of the day taking on production, right? So, uh, So what I tell people is, you tell me how far you want to go, if you wanna take one step, I'll be happy to support you. If you wanna develop the entire module an entire area that we should support, by all means, please take it over. Um, we understand that we, we're a very limited team. We are a team of three to four people. Uh, and sometimes the extra person you know, switches between two different departments. So we're very limited. Business understands this. So I tell the people, if you really want to learn, we're here for you. Here's the rules, here's the structure, here's the training. I'll be happy to guide you. I think these days, technical tools are very, very easy to learn. It's the foundation. We tell people, if you know the foundation, um, then everything else should be pretty straightforward. Do you have the aptitude? Do you have the drive to learn? Everything else is all logic based, right? Do you know what you need to do? Do you understand the business side of things before you understand the technical side of things? Uh, so that's we tell people is, you know, you you come to us, we'll be happy to provide you the training, and you know, we'll we'll see where it goes now. If you find people are struggling or they're, they're doing things they shouldn't be doing, we'll be happy to take the access away. We'll be happy to, you know, take, take a step back and saying, OK, hold on. You know, you wanted to do this. We understand that you might not be fully ingrained in the, in this department and you might not be able to fully understand it. How do we bridge that gap? What are we missing here? Um, is this the right process for you you know I understand people want to this is the hottest thing ever and people want to do all this cool stuff but let's be real let's be realistic right if you're doing things that are going against what you should be doing or taking things a step back we'll we'll step in and try to help them out right we don't uh we're not we don't set it and forget it we don't tell them here's the access and I'll see you guys in a couple of years we want to make sure they're successful because if they're successful we're successful
0: and what do you say to people who take it one step further and, and actually don't want to to adapt these new tools and actually get those insights?
1: If they don't want to adapt to our process or uh, can you clarify your question? One more time?
0: Exactly. So uh, if they don't want to become part of that data citizenship idea and the
1: culture. Oh, then we have a process of our normal process for any business user to, you know, get a data, whether it's a report, whether it's automating some of their work what does the dashboard everything goes through a priority system so if a user doesn't feel comfortable working in our system but they want some something from us like anything else is all priorities anything else is all what is the ROI what are you trying to do Uh, what we like to do is we tell people is we will never prioritize your business right we work with finance operations and sales and we tell them you tell us what's priority. We have 30 million things that's on our list. Um, you tell us what's the highest priority and we work down one by one uh, based on you know the, our timing and what our availability. So if users don't feel comfortable in our system, which again, we don't force people to do that because we understand their role isn't to do that. Their role is to do whatever their role is. So we, we work on certain priorities we deliver on a monthly uh, perspective, and you know every month we repeat, rinse, and re- you know cycle through that process again. Uh, we tell people again that that opportunity is always there. You come to us whenever you're ready. If not, then that's what our, what our team does. Our team is to provide you that service. So we'll keep going as as quick as we can. But at the same time, you know people understand that we're, we're limited in resources, and that's the I guess the whole point of citizen data ship to allow you to take that step. Without IT, but if you do feel comfortable we'll we'll go through the the process every month and deliver it as fast as we can
0: and and speaking more generally on the the same sort of topic, how do you enable the business to become data driven without specifically relying on on IT functions
1: yeah so the key thing is understanding what is a st- strategic goal and you know, I, re- I I truly feel that data can help them achieve their strategic goals. So if you don't understand your departmental goals, your strategic goals, then there's not a lot we, we can do for you because at that point we're requesting that straws You're going to various data sites. I want to look at this, I want to look at this, I want to do this, I want to create this dashboard. We we always want to tie everything we do to their goal. Right? And if you don't know what the goal is, whether you're an analyst, understand your goal, talk to your leadership, understand what is the goal for, you know my my role, whatever that is, whatever it's sales, whatever it's you know uh, planning or whatever the role is. Understand what is your strategic goal. Is there do you want to achieve a certain metric? Is it by sales? Do you want to cut cost? Whatever it is, understand what the goal is, and then work with us to understand what data can do for you. Right? We I've been here for a little over five years, and I am very ingrained to all the different data that's available in our source in SAP. So I can help them understand what can data do for you. Let's brainstorm together. You know the business, you know the processes, you know how the business works. I know data. So how do you break that gap? And it's all working together. I don't expect them to come to me and give me the answer. And I don't expect to go to them with the answer. You know, we like to call it just brainstorming. Let's put some ideas together. Let's put some thoughts together. Let's run a POC, right? We'll do a proof of concept. Uh, we don't we don't like working on a project over two, or three months because as you know from day one to two, three months from now, things are gonna significantly change your business. So let's do a quick POC, whether it's creating a dashboard, whether it's putting together some you know report that's complicated, it gives a couple of weeks, let's start there, see how it works, see how it can help your business. And then if it's successful, let's keep going with that route. Let's enhance it, let's expand that with more users. Uh, more business process we can automate. So, you know, uh, summarizing it is brainstorming it, create a POC so we could get something out there in a couple of weeks and then expand it if we think it'll be a successful process.
0: Makes a lot of sense and it sounds like you've had a lot of success uh, at at Ferraris with that specific project.
1: I mean, what are some of the
0: other major successes that you've achieved over your career?
1: Um, I, I, I do feel proud that When I started Ferrara, we were just beginning our SAP HANA experience, where that journey just started, where we, you know, grabbing everyone's requirements and putting it in our HANA Bob J um, environment. We used to be heavy in Excel, we used to have a small BW arena, and we were the first companies in, in the world to solely go to HANA directly on, uh, I'm sorry, Bob J directly on HANA. So get rid of the BW layer and have native HANA. So all of our data modeling, all of our uh, uh, views, our data sits on native HANA. At that time, back in 2015, that wasn't known. That wasn't common. BW used to be the middle layer between SAP and reporting. We took that out. And that helped us drive uh, development significantly. You know, we used to take two, three weeks for reporting BW, used to take us a day now. Uh, performance significantly increased. People used to get their data within a month, Now I think you get it within a couple of minutes. So that was a significant uh, hurdle we were able to over- uh, achieve back in uh, five five years ago. Um, three, four years later, you know that the maturity is, is set. People understood that, that, that world, and they were comfortable with that world. As you know, the next level in the maturity model is visualization so the question is i have all the data now we're able to create all these data views all these different data models they were rich in data but creating these reports were very you know traditional but was very hard to have gaining insight in a quick uh and really fast manner so how do you visualize this into a neat dashboard that's where tableau came in um and you know tableau is and you, you know Tableau, I'm sure a lot of other users know Tableau. It's one of the top regulation tools out there. And that allowed us to take the next step to really understand and gain insight in a very quick manner. Um, just like we have other tools, Tableau is a citizen tool, it's a business tool. right? It's not meant for IT to do all the development. We want to make sure that the business handles and has access to do their own development so they could gain their own insight in a, in their own manner. So between you know, developing the HANA environment and Tableau, I would say I, I, you know, I do feel s- successful in obtaining those and, and putting them into the hands of the users.
0: Yeah, that's a, a really good case study. Uh, I mean, specifically with Ferrara as well, how are you guys currently leveraging technology to your advantage? And then for you personally, what effects do you think this will have on the, the data space in the next few years?
1: Um, so when it comes to technology, we work together, you know, we work together in a sense that (laughs) this goes back to, again, our, our citizen uh, development. We want to make sure any technology we get has a direct, um, direct impact to the streets as you go, right? We don't, by technology because it's the passing in the market because you know everyone uses it and, and whatnot. Every investment we make has to have a tie into a goal within the department or the company itself. And we work closely with our, our users. We have a strong user base, a strong group within a business that we consider highly technical. So we like to make these decisions together rather than IT is gonna review this, IT will make the only decision. No, we work with our business to review the set of technology that we would purchase, whether it's within a BI realm, whether it's in business realm, whether it's in transportation or or finance, whatever technology we purchase, we make this decision together. So this way we understand what we're we're purchasing and how it's gonna enable the business. Um, It's not a one-way street, it's a two-way street. Right? We have recommendations, we have our own insight on certain technology. They also have their own insight. So how do we work together? How do we make the decision together so we all could be aligned on the exact purpose of the technology and how it will en- enable the business itself?
0: Mm, makes sense. So specifically with self-service as well, how do you enable the business to have that enhanced level of self-service? Because I know that's a big challenge for the members of the community
1: right now. Yeah, how do we enable the with self-service? It's tools, right? We have to make sure that the applications we get are meant for self-service, are meant for easy understanding, easy development, uh, but the tools could go only so much. The the other half really has to be, the onus has to be in the business, right? It's great to say, I wanna do this, but do you have the experience and the knowledge and more so the aptitude to understand what does citizen development mean? It's not, I know how to use Excel. It's more of how do I use technology to help me out? Um and it's it 's a it's a its it's a shift in mindset because users aren 't used to that users are not used to developing and creating their own work with the technology they 're used to i t supporting them and giving them that the, that help so how do we shift that mindset it 's a making sure you have the right people in place um do they have the knowledge do they have the willpower to do that because it does take some time uh and you know and it 's not perfect we have people who you know, get, get kind of lost and get confused. And, you know, it's, again, it's up to us to make sure that we guide them and we put them on the right track. Uh, And that's why it's, you know, my my earlier comment is it's not a set it and forget it model. We don't just give them access and tell them you guys have fun. Don't bother us. We'll see you guys in a couple of years. No, it's how, what are you doing? We try to meet monthly. We try to understand what they're trying to do. And, you know, we recommend certain ways of working Uh, they might have a certain way they might create something and we try to view their work we try to understand why they did it that way and try to help them out and and try to get them a uh, in a way that makes more sense that's more IT driven so it's the best of both worlds right we don't we we have to support them we have to give them that that knowledge but at the same time we have to give them space so they can work on their own ways uh, and come to us whenever they're struggling or whenever they have questions so the key thing is having support available and not just letting them run wild with, with their technology.
0: How would you describe your own leadership style when it comes to engaging people?
1: Yeah, so I like to understand and talk. I like to listen. I like to have them explain to me what is the problem and, and throw their problem to them. You know, what is the solution? You come to me with a solution and let's understand uh, what is the correct solution. It's that's a brainstorm. You know, my, my style is open up my ears, right? Understand their, their their problem. And let's take it from day one. Let's take it from as low as, as we can. And don't worry about the, the solution. Let's tackle the problem. What is the problem, right? What are you trying to do? What are you trying to solve? And everything, again, really has to tie to, to those strategic goals. And I know I keep saying it over and often. That's because if if we're doing work, that doesn't have any tie into the departmental or the company goals, then it's a fruitless exercise. Like, what's the purpose of us doing what we're doing if it doesn't have any impact to the goal? Now, there's side work, right? There's could be fun exercises, fun projects. That's great. That that's the way for me. You learn having these side projects and these, you know, the, these fun exercises. But ultimately what we are supposed to do, what are we doing with these tools has to have a, a purpose, has to have an, a return on investment. So the first question is, what are you trying to do? What is that purpose? And then we take a step further, right? What are you trying to do? Then how do you achieve it? Uh, what can technology do for you? It's not, what can I do for technology it's all the way around? Technology is a tool, it's just an application. But what are you trying to achieve and are you using that technology? You know, For example, maybe they're trying to create a dashboard where they're potentially recreating Excel in a dashboard. You know, my question is why, right? Where don't, let, don't force yourself to use Tableau, for example, uh, if what you're trying to do doesn't need Tableau, right? Let's think about the purpose. Let's think about the end goal. And then from there we can figure out the correct solution whether it's a specific application or some other process we can embed within you know, your process so we can achieve your goal.
0: And with that in mind, how do you engage and communicate with the senior leadership team? Because I guess that's a different conversation.
1: Yeah, yeah. So we have quarterly meetings with the senior leadership team. And, you know, we work with our IT business partners. So within my area, you know, the BI team supports the the entire organization. uh, But we work closely with IT business partner. IT business partner are your functional folks who own the functional application so let's say sap we have a business partner within finance a business partner within operations procurement and so on and so forth so we have certain it folks that govern that area but we work closely with them as well as the business so it's it's a it's a three-way match right we have senior leadership it leadership it business partners um it's again it all it's all about alignment and it's all about if you're asking me to do things what is the purpose? Let's make sure that is the correct thing because I might not know the full impact of the, the problem you're, you're saying. I can assume things based on my knowledge of just data and, and the BI realm, but from a functional perspective of how does that process work within the grand scheme of things, that's where the IT business partner comes in. They know the ins and out of the source application, of SAP, of you know Salesforce or other applications we have. So you bring them in, understand, all three of us making sure we understand that the full scope of what's being asked and ensure leadership is aligned with that ask. Uh, We don't work bottom up, we like to work top down, meaning that if there's a specific dashboard they want us to create, is there a specific application they want us to create, we wanna make sure leadership is involved and approves that ask before we start anything. Now, does that mean for every report we need a leadership approval? No, but any key initiatives we would like to start we wanna make sure leadership is aligned with that because what tends to happen is there could be disconnect between an analyst and let's say you know the VP of sales. Um, so we wanna make sure that we bring them in early and give them a, 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 a preview of what we're working on to ensure we're on the right track, to ensure that we are aligned with their goals and what they're trying to do. So it's open communication, status reports, you know, making sure that they're involved early on in the process rather than later on, uh, and just be agile because things will change. You know, people have different opinions. So, how do we grab everyone's opinion and make sure that they're satisfied with the end product? So, um, yeah, so it's it's just open to communication. Just trying trying to get that message out there as early and as often as you can.
0: And where do you currently see the biggest opportunity for improvement within Ferrara right now?
1: Um. I would say it's the communication between our group, uh, the IT business partners, and as well as the business. There's been a shift in roles and responsibilities the past couple of years with our, you know, as we're growing significantly with the acquisitions we've made, with us being acquired, there's been a lot of change in the business. And what I can see being improved on is just more relationship building and more communication between the three you know, key folks within that that process. We have the BI team, uh, the IT functional area, as well as the business. How do we make sure we're all aligned on what we're being asked and what we're trying to do? Uh, again, there, there are times where what we're being asked might not be the right solution. Uh, or, you know, certain people might be cut off in a decision that should be involved, whether it's in the business talking directly to us without getting IT involved, or IT is uh, the business partners talking to us without getting business involved. So it's a, it's a, it's a three-way match, right? it's a Think of it as a triangle. And we have to make sure each person has its own equal oppor- opportunity to be involved with certain projects to make sure that we are producing the correct solution, whether it's a, you know, a BI development port, whether it's a new application, whatever the process is, there has to be alignment and discussions across all three uh, aspects of communication, otherwise, when you leave one out, it's going to fail because you have not understood what that person can bring to the table. What's the purpose of what we're trying to do? It? So I think it's, again, it's it's this communication and it's certainly getting better than it was, you know, last year. Uh, but I could see us getting more improvement on it as we, you know, complete our integration tasks and kind of look forward to 2021 and more from an optim, um, optimization perspective. Absolutely. What,
0: what do you think was the biggest mistake that you personally made during your career?
1: Ooh, biggest mistake. Um, let me think about that. Um, I think I, I I tend to, you know, going back to the communication of not getting everyone involved. I tend to act like IT business partner in some cases, where you know we get a in a request and we understand the problem is we understand what the, what the issue is and we try to solve and some an issue with the, the IT business partner. And a lot of my times that I do that, it's because of my experience within Ferrara with the past five plus years where I know where the user's coming from. I understand the problem and we try to resolve it without getting other folks involved, without getting IT business partners in, in, involved. Um, and I, and th- that tends to lead to issues on the line when they finally do get involved, and they ask, "Where was I initially? You know, why wasn't we included in the beginning?" Uh, so I tend, to my, I tend to make that I want a potential mistake uh, for a couple of reasons. One is timing. I understand to get all three uh, parties involved at the same time is very difficult. We're all stretched too thin. We're all working on a million different projects. So how do we continually making sure that each person is involved in these discussions is a very difficult task. So I tend to tell myself, I'll just be the business partner on a specific project, when in reality, I know that's not my role and I shouldn't take that on because we have business partners for a reason. They are knowledgeable in that area. That's the reason that they're they're there for. Um, So I have to continue to tell myself is it's it's a new world and how we work with the business. You have to make sure all three parties are involved at, you know, all the time and we're not cut off. You may have, you got to make the decision, you know, together rather than independently.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Makes sense. Big question obviously on the agenda right now, how has COVID-19 affected your role and and the wider business too? Mm
1: -hmm. So my specific role, you know, I, I, you know, I guess I've been blessed that it has, has not truly affected my specific role. Um, you know, everyone is obviously trying to cope, and they're they're, they're trying to understand how this is going to affect the business and and industry uh, as a whole. But my specific role, it's business as usual. Um, you know, I, we're absolutely home. We're working from home, so that's a that was a key uh, a key change, right? right I'm used to talking to people face to face, getting in a room, brainstorming. Uh, whiteboarding, and you know, I, I love drawing on a whiteboard and just putting our ideas together, whether it's trying to create a dashboard or trying to get a logical flow. It's it's easier to be in person. So that's, you know, I would say that is a big impact. Um, but, you know, with the technology we invested in, it's it's becoming easier now to have these calls, have these meetings on on Zoom or other applications. So, you know, at the end of the day, it's we're we're trying to cope. And, you know, I think the business is doing a great job with it. Uh, you know, we haven't been affected uh, too much compared to, I guess, with other companies. But for my specific team role, uh, you know, IT is different, I guess. IT is one of those departments that could work from anywhere, right? We could be in person. We could be at home. We could be, you know, on on, on the road. Uh, we're very flexible. So, at the end of the day, we've adjusted. And, you know, whether this is a new norm going forward or you know, no one knows what the future is going to look like. You know, we'll, we'll adjust and we'll continue making changes as we need.
0: So as an IT professional then, you should have a good answer to what is your top working from home tip?
1: Uh, two monitors. <laughs> you, have, you have two monitors. It's, uh, I, I, I'm on Zoom with a few people and I noticed that they're on just one laptop. They don't have a monitor. And it's it's amazing how two monitors can help, help um, production and it's not you know because it's it looks nice but it really does help production. And I, I recall when I first started this goes back to my days at uh, CNA insurance one of my colleagues we used to have one monitor and my, one of my colleagues asked for a second monitor and he got rejected. Yeah he's like we just don't have a budget for that on my monitor. He made a case he started putting down uh, like a two, three page uh, uh, case to understand, here's why I think investing a couple hundred bucks on an on next monitor will improve production. And this was 14 years ago. And he was really adamant about not just getting him a second monitor, but getting the entire department second monitor, because there is uh, evidence to show that a second monitor is gonna improve production. And it's not because they want one just for the heck of having one, but it really does improve production. And here we are 15 years later, and, you know, it's the same case where I really think two two monitors does improve production because, it, you know, it makes work easier. Um, that's tip number one. Tip number two is, you know, and it just might be difficult for people because depending on where they live, uh, having a quiet space, you know, obviously uh, trying to, you know, with family in and especially with kids being at home now with e-learning, it is tends to be difficult. So not every person can have the situation but having a separate dedicated room uh so you can kind of zone other people so i would say between those two are probably my top two tips
0: what's the best piece of advice you ever
1: received um speak up you know speak up don't be afraid like your meetings with leadership and you know people tend to get afraid to speak up because, you know, they're executives, they're CEOs, they're COOs. like, I can't, I can't speak up, look at them, look at me. They're just like you. And, you know, I would say a majority of executives whether they're VPs, directors or C-level, they wanna hear what you're saying. They have, they will never look down on you to speaking up. They want you to speak up. They wanna know your thoughts. Um, you know, I really believe at Ferrara we're we don't we're not a top-down organization where you can speak up unless you're middle manager or unless you are a certain level or you can only talk to me if you are a certain level. No, I really believe we are a flat organization where if you have an idea, speak up, email people, communicate, set up meetings. Uh that brings us closer. That brings us closer together and it increases our knowledge. You know, just because you just graduated from college or you've been for 30 years. We all We all have ideas, we all have certain things. how do we improve our work life? how do we improve a certain process? We don't know everything, so we need to know so don't don't be afraid to speak up um, and you know put your thoughts out there and if you have something you really want to run with, take advantage of it. run with it. show a proof of concept you know uh, and, and you know it's not easy in some cases, but you know show us something that might lead to big and better things. so don't don't be afraid get out there and be confident in yourself. Um, and that's what I tell myself. I, I wouldn't have been here if I didn't speak up. Um, you know, half the time, my ideas might be incorrect, which is okay. But if I've never speak up or you don't speak up, you'll never have your ideas implemented. So, you know, you just, you, you have to put yourself out there.
0: What are you curious about right now?
1: Um, How, you know, I... I it goes back to the citizen, uh, uh, um, you know, data citizenship. How What is that going to look like in five years, right? Is the role of IT being so streamlined now where, you know, applications these days are very easy to use, very easy to implement. You know, whether everything's all cloud-based now, so we don't need infrastructure. You know, everything is drag and drop, so we don't need coding anymore. Uh, what's that going to look like in five years, right? Are we going to have truly IT people in the business developing and modeling and doing everything on their own with that IT? How is that going to look like? Because, you know, it's, it, it, it's interesting. I think that's where the industry is going. Um, but I, you know, I'm interested to see what it looks like in the five years. Who's your
0: favorite thought leader or author?
1: My favorite author? Ooh, that's a good one. Um, You know, lately I've been into, now is it fictional or non-fictional? Your choice, your choice. Okay. (laughs) Um, The past week or two, I've been getting into, uh, been rereading Lord of the Rings, uh, you know, from Tolkien and my 10 year old son has picked up that mantle so it's it's really nice revisiting that again, because you know it's it's been a while since since I've gotten myself into that fantasy world, and just knowing my son is getting into it, watching the movies, reading the books, it's uh, it's nice to have another another nerd in, in the house that you know appreciates and likes the things that you like. Yeah, in, incredible stories. Yeah, you
0: know we, we've mentioned a lot of it, but at the heart of it, what really interests you about working with data?
1: Because Data doesn't lie, Um, you know. I'm taking it back. It could lie, and depending on how you use it, you might be able to create a story that might not be accurate. But I truly believe data can help the business make better business decisions. It sounds very, you know, basic and and, and nothing fancy about it, but it really helps tell you a story if you know how to use it correctly. Um, If you're using it to tell your own story to make things might not look as pretty as as, as it should be. That's great, but data is there and data can help you make those decisions and tell a story the way it should be told. Um, The key thing about data is understanding the data, understanding your KPIs, understanding your goals. Um, You could create a report, you could create a dashboard with any data to make yourself look good, to make your numbers look good, but you're lying to yourself, right? You want to make sure the data you use and how you use it, Tell the story to make sure that you have the ability to improve the business. Uh, that's what I like about data. It's it's industry agnostic, it's tool agnostic, it's people agnostic, data is there. It's up to you as a user to understand how do you use it. You don't need fancy tools, you know, like SAP and HANA and Tableau and all those. Those will tremendously help. But if you don't understand the data, none of this is gonna help you. It's, it's not magic, you know, a Tableau, HANA, all those tools are are not magic boxes where you put data in and you get something out. You as a user have to understand what the data means. You have to understand how it's going to help you out. So understand the business process and then let the tool do its magic, but you have to understand what the data means.
0: And finally, what advice would you give for aspiring leaders in BI?
1: Trust your business, trust your people. Um, people are you know they're they're bright they want to help it's not you know there there shouldn't be a rift or a huge gap between uh you know, it and the business they have one common goal and that is to improve the business whether you know whatever your actual departmental goal or strategic imperatives are you guys are working together for, for 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 the common good for the common goal of the business so speak up work together this is not me versus you. This is me with you and working together. So, um, you know, be open, communicate, and listen to your business. They're, they're intelligent people. They know a lot, and they want to make sure that they, you know, apply the correct decisions when needed.
0: Great advice from Shadi Hussein, Senior Business Intelligence Manager at
1: Ferrara County Company. Thanks for joining us. Thank you Paul for inviting me again, it was an honor.